Hold it there, kitty cat. Hold it. Hello, Claude. Where'd you get the midget? You're a very nosy fellow, kitty cat, huh? You know what happens to nosy fellows? Huh? No? Wanna guess? Huh? No? Okay. They lose their noses. Next time you lose the whole thing. Cut it off and feed it to my goldfish. That was a clip from one of our favorite movies that's going to come up again later. Oh, yeah. Hello, yes. kitty cat. Hello, kitty cat. Hold it right there, kitty cat. <laughs> I, I had it. to do it. I love it. She loves it, and it's accurate. And he chases me around my house, fucking calling me kitty cat, like he's a old 40s gangster. So this is our first podcast since we moved into Studio Grace. Ta-da! Live from Studio Grace. We're yes. still laying on the bed into my iPhone, like always. <laughs> no different. New location, yeah. same old fucking genius. But, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. From the description, obviously, you know what our podcast is about. But we're going to talk about this tiny movie that came out on Wednesday of this week that you may or may not have heard Ooh, of called tiny movie. The Irish Boy, The Irishman, <laughs> by a young Stinger. filmmaker named Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Versace. Apparently, he made some movies back in the 70s. I'm not really sure. I haven't heard much about him. Who knows the guy? No one uh, knows. Apparently, he's relatively good at filmmaking. Uh, And uh, uh, never heard of him before this, but... I'm walking here. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Me and Russell talked about it, and the night it came out, and basically said... It met all expectations. Yeah. And after the years of waiting mm. and the cast and what the we knew brag. what the source material was, just meeting the expectations was, the bar could not have been set higher. Like, Netflix gave Scorsese full creative control, $160 million movie, and it delivered on every single level, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You loved it as much as me, oh, yeah. right, Ben? Yeah, like, absolutely. And you know I'm just as much... As a Scorsese fan. Oh, and my I God. So was 12, dying, my dying. And I'd have to say, since you were 12? That's when you started Taxi Driver Scorsese? was my favorite. No, I just remember when I was 12, Taxi Driver was my favorite movie. I, think I saw first... him way before that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But that's your first that you That's can the one I recall being my favorite movie. Oh, man. Dude, just Scorsese is just the top of the list as far as... Just fucking legends. Oh, my God. I just saw Raging tr- Bull Yeah, late, I was going to say his that, triumph, oh which is God. that movie. His triumph That's being his best, Raging Bull. Not my favorite, but it's his by far his best movie. But you have to look doubt. at what he was movie. going through yes. when he second And I told himself. you the back story. And if you're a Scorsese he he fan. Done, yeah, yeah. Like, and, but he literally came back. Yeah, yeah. He had a sick coke habit. Everything he was fucking up all night. You know what's funny? I don't know if I told you this, but... De Niro begged him to do Raging Bull, yeah, and he kept yeah, saying no. no but listen, the same thing happened with the Irishman. Since 07, really? De Niro was begging Scorsese to do it, and this was rumored since 07. Oh. And it was stuck in developmental wow. hell. He ended up making Hugo, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Like, he made like four movies since All then. The but then finally, movies. in 2016. It got greenlit, and he was like, okay, this is the movie I'm going to make after Silence. Right. So he finally... You know that they shot it in 2017 into 2018? Like, it's been done. I mean, it didn't really do justice on the 
age, the age development, seeing the dainty kicks. But oh, I know, no, but it literally but film two thousand seventeen. Yeah, no, no, we've been like, waiting a very long very time. We've long heard time. such the hype over this in even before it was listed for our eyes. We heard some of the greatest people on earth, as far as artists, brag about this movie. And what like a Del Toro, like fucking oh, you yeah. said Del Toro, whatever, like a rant. And if saying this motherfucker is made. saying, and that motherfucker just this made movie, Shape of Water, right? Which was no, fucking just best director winner. Please, hands down, anything he really makes is fucking Pan's gold. Labyrinth, masterpiece. But even as an artist, like an, he's just an all around artist, an all around artist. Del Toro. Del Toro, of course. Yeah, no. But like he just he and draws and he's an apparently artist they and he writes. They spent all that money on the de aging software and oh, I bet. it's hilarious and it's that really De Niro that was supposed to be twenty four at the beginning. Oh yeah. And he I love she's calling him kid. And like he looks <laughs> like, you like guys he's look fifty seven. Like, like Yeah, you could be brothers. Basically they made about? his eyes blue and sometimes he looked like De Niro from True Confessions, like at a, if you squint your eyes. And this wasn't like Johnny Depp, some fucking fucking kitty touch of bulger shit. Like, tr- that transformation must have been much easier than age divine shit. Yeah, they just spent so much money on it because, right. like, I don't know what Pesci looks like now, but I'm assuming he looks like he I did know, towards right? the end. I know, right? We don't even know what the fuck he looks like now because he's been retired right for such a while. Right off the bat. Like, he looked like, I told you, he looked like an old man when De Niro directed The Good Shepherd in 06. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he and was in this 06. quick little scene. That's 13 years ago. Yeah. But, I like, I gotta say, right off the bat, polar opposite of his character in Goodfellas, Tommy, where he was a oh, psycho, yeah. killing everybody... He played the sweetest fucking like most reasonable like sweetest old man. He like not he was almost heartbreaking. Like even casino, anything no, we've seen him was, in as far opposite, as gangster the shit. Opposite. I do sound like a little boy going through puberty. But he, I'm six, so I can my hear it six, going. Yeah, but she sounds fine. She just uh, going eh, no, I can hear me my Peter Brady going. I'm like, <laughs> but I have to say right off the bat. My favorite performance of the movie, without a doubt, was Pesci. He was so fun oh, yeah. to watch. It's this so great sweet to see him man. in such a, so another sweet, role dude. like he's that. talking to the little Not girl. Not being Nicky in Casino, know? where he's a punk, or fucking seeing good fellas. But remember like that he's... when he's talking to her in the bowling alley, he just wants uh, the girl to like him so much. Yeah, he's like, yeah. why did God make the sky so high? So the birdies don't bump their head when yeah, they're going yeah, up. Yeah. They're so cute. Joke. Like yeah. He just was so sweet. Like Because he couldn't have kids. He established that him and his Spoiler alert, like, we told like, you this. Oh, fuck you. It's on yeah. Netflix. It yeah. has been. I watched like, it twice. Go fuck yourself. Dedicate four hours. Seven. Almost. <laughs> Up to four seven. hours of your life. If you're doing pit stops or pauses, then seven. Watch an hour a night, even. I yeah, mean, yeah, fucking. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't have, Like, we watched it. I picked you up from work. We started it at, like, fucking 4.30. There were doze-offs. Not but for me. No, like, they I, were for me. I gotta say, Dalma Schoonmaker, his editor since Raging Bull. But nothing crazy where I'd can, miss something. Can you imagine what a fucking beast of a project to edit that movie is? Oh, like, no, all I can't. That, oh. And then Dalma Schoonmaker did her Wait, fucking... Wait, who was the editor? Thelma Schoolmaker. She's oh, been his editor since female. Raging Bull. Um, oh, right, Every right. great director has mm, a female editor, and they're always... Every the, great editor is a female than Audie, lady. Than Marty. Way more Just Oscars than him. so you know, 
if you're into film and you're a woman, which is Woody super Allen, er, rare. all the great directors usually have a female, except for Quentin. Quentin. Have, no, she Quentin died doesn't. though. Didn't oh she? my god, she died, yes, and he yes. wasn't the same. And yes. that's when he prolonged movies, yes. and there were an extra fucking Until forty-five minutes. He finally figured it out with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was right. perfect. No, what it was is that Hateful Eight went on. An but extra few so, minutes. Oh, what was the movie before that? There was another movie. Django. It's 20 minutes too long. No, you're right. You're but right. what was her I name? I forget her name. Sally Menke. Sally Menke. She was a Frick. fucking... She used to <laughs> apparently like wrestle film away from him too because he's so married yeah. to his writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she yeah. was just like, no, it's going. And But because every... Most fucking great directors have a female editor. Yeah. yeah. And... Thelma Schoonmaker, I this fucking project to edit a movie of this length and mm. make it move along so well and all the little beautiful tricks she does with audio, like just like in the departed, like when you turn the radio off, it switches right. to something else. Like just beautiful editing. Timing. The yeah, editing her is timing phenomenal. And edit, this should yeah. get an Oscar nomination for editing, picture, director, actor, supporting actor, cinematography, Bob Richardson did not do it. Because he was doing Quentin's movie, so the cinematographer was Rodrigo Prietro, that's done the past few Marty movies. He steals all his guys from Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone finds the best cinematographers, and eventually they end up working for Marty. Oh, but you Quentin, can literally have your own podcast. That was come on, man. Sorry, 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 Are you sorry. sorry. That was too much. Right I know, now? I know. Sorry. I had to clear my throat. Like and no one wants to hear my I wanted, I didn't I want to cut you off and be like, "Ew, gross." No, please I just cut me off because I'm, I'm a fucking rambling idiot. But. Basically, we both love the movie. No, we're a little late. Now we have to cut off. The big surprise everything. was the podcast in is my over. opinion. This is Seth's podcast now. The my favorite. Tell me what your favorite part was, because my favorite part was the crazy Joe Gallo part with Sebastian that Maniscalco was such a great, yeah. when they went to the Copacabana. Character for him, and yeah, yeah and, and seeing Jimmy Norton playing yeah, Rickles. That was that Jimmy. was my favorite part of the movie. Love Jim Norton. What was your favorite part? Babe? That was one of the one of my favorites, and then. I honestly think Al Pacino, because we're not mentioning oh, him Al either. Fanta- I know. But Al Fantastic. ranting in the fucking Al office at all these oh guys, God. and he just, you just literally saw his vulnerability, and then oh, his Al's pickup his all fucking- around, he was like, Al fuck, and he was like, oh my God, I'm not, uh, uh. I'm not going to be And you hear the, yeah, you hear the <laughs> whining and the panic in his voice, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'll fucking kill you motherfuckers. <laughs> tell like, me who it was. Tell I, me who it was. Tell me who it was so I can kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm going to prison. And he was like, no, but he was calling the motherfuckers. And it didn't then, apply to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't and apply then, to you. Oh. And then he walks out and he's like, I'm not doing this. You're calling me a motherfucker. how dick move was it when he fucking lowered, uh, raised the flag after Kennedy died? When all the flags oh my god, at half mass? I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. I wasn't even alive when you were president. But being Yeah, we're from, Irish Catholics from Boston. Yeah, we're from Massachusetts. At Well, let's just put that at a minimum. We're from Massachusetts. We're, I'm from Boston. Set this outside of Boston. We're pretty much from Boston. JFK being Irish, he's a and god from Massachusetts, in our families. He is Jesus Christ. To our mothers, he's you a god. You look in our fucking kitchens. You go to the left. You go to the oh. right. There's a fucking probably a Jesus picture, Last Supper, something related to, to our Irish mothers, Catholic. JFK was and then a god. there is a portrait of the fucking God Himself, Big Jack. JFK. Big Jack. Big baby. Jack is Christ in the Irish Catholic community, yeah, and true. we were raised that way. 
And I'm not to go on a rant because I mean I think JFK was a fucking swell guy, but and I wasn't. About- a, I wasn't around. But the most memorable time in life is where our parents were when JFK. It's died. like our 9/11, right? Like we and were. I get questions like that from my employees now. They're like, "Where were you when 9/11 happened?" I was like, "What?" And now I imagine that's what it makes me think of. Everyone it makes remembers. me think of me Just asking like my mother. Died, yeah. yeah, I'm like, where were you and JFK? And you but probably I heard the around. same thing from my mother. Everyone was crying. And, oh, yeah, you know, my mother like, was Walter like, Cronkite oh, I was, was at Flanagan's. I was at the supermarket. Fucking. And then it's all horrible. of a sudden, but then nobody Pesci moved. Puts the, Everybody cried. Pesci goes back into the building because he sees the flags at yeah. half mass. And no, like, no, 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 no. He goes back after the news breaks to finish no, this motherfucker's ice cream. He's outside and he sees it and he's like, oh. Wait, and he goes back inside up to the top Wait, and owned. makes them raise. Wait, he owned. Yeah. But you remember they were eating ice cream. And this no, motherfucker went yeah, right back, back to his down. table. He's the only one that sat down. Everyone starts sobbing and fucking couldn't take it. Because, I mean, JFK's a legend. He, he hate Hoffa, the, my German-Irish friend. He thought Fucking hated fucking the Kennedy, especially Bobby. Because Bobby was kind of a cunt. Yeah, I think I Bobby, Bobby, Bobby was Bobby literally was out to get him. And he, they said he was like Jehovah said he was the the prep full prep school fucking punk. So Bobby Kennedy ended up getting killed while he was incarcerated. They didn't even so touch when they that released the when yeah right I know when they released Hoffa they said what do you think about him dying he was like he's just another lawyer to me yeah because he was. But he was as soon as Jack attorney. dies, they say that At was the, the end of Bobby's vendetta. That was the end of him as attorney general. It was over. And then, well, I, sn- I mean, I snuck in a couple of fucking hints that the mob was literally trying to They can to whack a credit. president. They can whack Tra- the president I of a union. Know. Oh, I know. But it was I a night. It was night. Pesci saying it. I'm like, oh. Even the. Even this with like when people started speaking, like hitmen were like started talking about Hoffa. It's like, eh. Oh, and they love the power when he know. gives him the ring. And he's like... And he's just looking at with the Iceman. When, when Pesci gives him the ring... And then that and fucking he's looking Polak. At him. You remember that, that Polish guy? Only three people have this ring, and only right. one of them is Irish. Right. And he looks at him, and he just almost looks like he's going to cry. He's like, you're my, you're my son. He's like, you know oh, how strong I made you? And he kisses him, he's like, no one can fuck with you. Yeah. No one can fuck and with you. And they did eventually, like, as old age goes... Oh, my God, when Pesci died, it was so sad. They did. It was so oh, sad. But when they were in Incarcerated together, and he couldn't and eat the fucking... bread like he did when they were on the outside. Yeah, they were eating and when red he, when wine. He's going to church. He's like, "Don't thing. laugh, you'll see. Don't laugh." And he was De Niro was literally the only Irish guy, the character who could speak Italian. Yeah, because he fought they in World War Two in, in Italy. And, yeah, yeah, and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was, I love that was that. a beautiful scene when they first when they're first eating the bread. That was a beautiful scene. Yeah, that was so cute. And Harvey was fucking great as Angelo. Like, he was fucking great. Oh, my Even God. Even Fat Tony Salerno with Dominic, what's his name from The Wire, yeah, was great. I can't. With all the makeup. What the fuck is his last name? That was him, for sure, right? Absolutely. Because you can tell. 100%. 100%. I, I know that fucking face. I, I know that voice up. That's anywhere. That's how much, um, oh, my God, hear my voice changing. This is how much I didn't. It's going to drive me crazy. Homework, I got to see his. My was on my screenplays, because that's what the fuck we're Yeah, this podcast is about the best original screenplays of all time. But we are going to get carried away. But I do have to find But he was, in, he was in Entourage. Oh, he Dominic Lombrazo. Uncle Don't No, cu- oh, there you go. Yep. Lombardazzo. Yep, yep, yep. But he's been in a million things. Action Bronson was in this movie. Yeah, yeah. My man, Bronsolini. Bronsolini selling fucking coffins. It was fucking tremendous. Everything in our house is Lini. Ends Papalini, with a Lini. Babalini. Yeah. Munchalini. Munchalini. 
That's me. <laughs> That's me, Manchalini. But all in all, yeah. one of the best movies of the year by far. In my some my brother disagree with me. Other people agree with me. I think it's his best movie since Goodfellas <sighs> because Casino kind of went a little off the rails towards the end. It was a li- it seemed long even though it was two two hours and fifty minutes. I think it's his best movie since Goodfellas. I think if you don't know where the age starts with the whole age defying thing and that bullshit. If you don't know, the better. <laughs> because if I thought he was throwing those kicks at fucking 24 and he oh, looks like he's Tyrannosaurus kicks. Rex ready to fucking fall off the curb, but do I you, was do you dead. Think it's that, do you think it's his best movie since Goodfellas? Because I honestly do. I have... I really do. You know how De much... Niro, though? You know how... No, Scorsese. You know oh, how I'm much... Like, what? I love The Departed. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love Aviator. I love fucking... Do you know what I mean? But the thing is... I love is Casino. Like, that whole... I love Gangs of New York. All right, let me tell you something. Like, let me tell you something. The great thing about this is that we haven't seen an, like, Italian... And it wasn't even Italian mob but the thing is, but, no, there was a... No, Pesci was a fucking Italian dude and all that. But the main character, the main two characters were Irish and Irish-German. But that's the thing. Irish don't have... We have that chain of command, but we don't fucking title it No, but it wasn't specifically... I think that's why they made it more cold and kind of just, like... But we haven't seen that from Marty in a while. Like, you saw what an interpretation off of fucking the Irish mob That's what I thought the new... Like, like it was obviously another Scorsese right. uh, crime movie, but the new thing I thought was that it was a much bleaker, drier. Yeah, uh, th- yeah, yeah. It's from That's an Irishman's I mean. point of view, it's right. like that cold, dry, bleak look at it. Right. But he so was, he had a lot of affection for the Italians. Was kind of the same because no, Henry Goodfellas was, was, half was more and about half. family, and it, yeah, and, was, and De Niro was, was half and yeah. half. Yeah. No, he was a Mick. Jimmy, Jimmy was a mix. No, he was, was he was Jimmy a little Italian too. He just they, you have to be fully you have to be able to trace your roots back to Sicily to fucking uh, a little to hybrid get made. moment. So neither of them could ever get made. But he was yeah, that's right. Oh, you're right, babe. But okay, we both love yeah. The Irishman. It's one of the best films of the year. Without yeah, a doubt. If you stop. haven't seen it, fucking get I real. It's imagine. been on Netflix for a week. I mean, fucking see it. Y'all looking at the clock? I can't imagine how long y'all rant went. So, well, <laughs> all right, I'm going to shut up. But uh, <laughs> all I did was ramble about cinematographers. But you know, I'm the obsessed main with that topic shit. is, yeah, I love Best that shit too. Best original yes, screenplays of all time. Not adapted. No. And it, which we could do. Define this for a lot of people because it is confusing. They define it as an adapted screenplay is something right. based on a formerly published form, of whether it's a novella a okay. book, anything so that's based on a formally published original, me- thing in any medium. They something that came, we look at it as something that came out of someone's brain, brain and at a typewriter, Woody right, Allen right. style, like just that straight can't up. It's very real. And what we're gonna do is each read our lists from top to, and we're gonna leave off number one, <sighs> and we'll explain why at the end. But uh, babe, how many do you have? Um, I Do you have, have ten through two, and then some honorable mentions? Ten. I have ten, and then two honorable. I do mentions. too. So read okay. your top ten through two in order, <laughs> and then read your honorable okay, mentions. Okay, ten through two. Yeah. All right. So my number ten is just something. I think I'm a girl. I'm still a girl. I like this pick. My pick is Clueless because Clueless I that was. A good pick. was 
I mean, if you're not, if you're gonna pick turn of the century shit that made our fucking 90s what it was, if it wasn't kids and you're not gonna go that dark, you, clueless. Clueless mm-hmm. literally defined a, a whole pick. era that was gonna come. Mike had a smart pick too, yep, though. Neither that's of us thought of. Amy Hecklering. She's fucking great. And I can't even recall anything she's written, but so clueless, Star Wars. Number nine? Yep. Number eight, Birdman. Seven, Traffic. Six, The Usual Suspects. Taxi Driver. Four, Pulp Fiction. Three, Hustler. Two, Raging Bull. And I gotta cut off. I can't keep going. What? Are you mad Raging at me? Raging Bull's adapted. Yeah. It's based on a book. But it's not. It's actually looked no, that up. The screenplay is written by Paul Schrader, who did fucking Paul Jackie Schrader, Dada. Malik, whatever, and Martin Scorsese. It, isn't it Ma- Maderick? Maderick Martin? I think it's Malik. He's an old guinea. Madrick, I think. But I know it's for, Madrick I, I know for a, a fact that it's, uh, it's on it? based on a book. Let's do money. Well, I'll show you. Based on Raging Bull, My Story by Jake LaMotta. Madrick. I know, I'm saying it's based on a book based. It's it's adapted. But screenplay by. And it is, oh, based on. Based on on Raging Bull, My Story. It's all right. It's all right. There was only one. All right, and what's your two honorable mentions? All right. Uh, I'm so sad. I wish it was. It would have been on my list. So, my honorables, they on. One is. No explanation needed. And then, all right, so Psycho. By Hitchcock. Also adapted, but it's okay. But that's my honorable. That's, that's it. And then American Beauty. That's a great pick. Alan, Alan Ball. Ball yeah. yeah. Academy Award winner. Yeah. Okay. I had to put that on. <clears throat> my number 10 is Paul Thomas Anderson's fucking sweeping, epic, three-hour fucking Sweep. nine fucking interlaid fucking stories, oh. Magnolia. Number nine, the Stephen Gagan masterpiece, probably until maybe Sicario, the best drug movie ever made, Traffic. Oh, yes. Eight. It was hard to pick. What, me and Mike had this conversation because Mike's picks will come up later too. But we, it's we're both big Woody Allen fans, and it's really hard. We we're big Woody Allen fans, so we couldn't go Annie Hall or Manhattan. So I went. My favorite Woody Allen screenplay number eight is Crimes and Misdemeanors. Number seven, one of my favorite, if not my favorite films of all time, Paul Schrader's Taxi Driver. Number six, Glengarry, Glen Ross, which might have even been higher, but the it's based on Mamet's play of the same name, but Mamet wrote the screenplay, so in my opinion, that's, yeah, that's an original, original script. Yeah, it's pretty original. Number five, fucking Sidney Lumet's masterpiece, uh... Written by Frank Pearson, I believe. Dog Day Afternoon. Mm. No- I have it on there. Number four, uh, Quentin Tarantino's best film of all time, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And the top three, here we go. Fargo. No, we're not I know, more. I know. Fargo, more. number three. I read this script. <sighs> this was one of my... Uh, me and my friend Jake were told, if you want to learn how to write screenplays, just start reading what you think are the best scripts ever. Fargo was one of the ones I printed out and read, and it was so amazing to read that like some two brothers sat at a fucking keyboard and just just wrote this right. masterpiece. Commentary. Now it's even got a show based on it. It was so good because it created such a universe. And number two, Patty Chayefsky's fucking brilliant masterpiece that predicted everything from reality TV to 
everything you can think of. It was in 1976. Yeah, Network. Fucking mad. Another Sidney Lumet movie. I got two Lumet films on here. And my honorable mentions, uh, fucking Christopher McQuarrie's fucking Academy Award winning script when he was 20 fucking five, Usual Suspects. And, of course, Inuritu and a bunch of co-writers, Birdman, yeah. because it was fucking brilliant. Wow, those are my top. How about that fucking list, man? That, like, yeah, Taxi Driver, Crimes of Misdemeanor, the Traffic, like... Greg. You know what? You know how I said no. Traffic might be the best drug off? movie until Sicario? You know what's funny? Sicario yeah, is an original shit. fucking script. Yeah. Well, Deer Hunter yeah. comes up in Sicario's Mike's list. I didn't even think of it. Sicario's, it I think is so much of traffic. Like just the whole. It, I think fest. it's the best drug yeah. movie ever made. So, yeah, but unreal. as far as a script, Stephen Stephen Gagan, you probably don't hear that name much. The guy who wrote Traffic, yeah. he's such a good writer that a studio will literally give him like an unlimited research budget and unlimited time. Because you know how complex traffic is. That's how, how complex. Oh, yeah. It's so complex. It was so fucking into every. Every aspect. From like the drugs are outlook. to his daughter the users, to the Mexico users, to like all the political implications to like traffic was you just. Know politicians uses, do you know in 2001 when traffic came out? It was. Soderbergh had two <sighs> fucking movies. Nominated for both Best Picture and Director. Yeah. Aaron Brockovich and Traff in the same year. Aaron Brockovich won a lot, though, didn't it? I think it won a few, but uh, she won. Yeah, oh, yeah. Best Actress. But uh, imagine he had two Best Director nominations in the same year. And he won for Traffic, Best Director, Steven yeah. Soderbergh. He's unreal. He's unreal. He's amazing, man. He really he's is. always at the forefront of everything. Like, he's just, he's just the best. Yeah. And yeah. you got anything else to say about your picks? I ranted a little I bit mean, about mine. I'm pretty broad. If you had to I replace Psycho and uh, Raging Bull, I mean, would you put something like Deer Hunter? I told there? you, yeah. I think Deer Hunter should have definitely. It was something that I mean, for some reason, it didn't pop in my head until I was reminded. Thank Center, you, Michael. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Why wasn't that on there?" You know what? If you, you know, and you know what? Dog Day Afternoon was actually in my top four. I know. I remember. And I didn't even I know. Like, I didn't remember oh, you shit, liking that original. movie. I'm not original. I didn't remember you liking that movie. I love that oh, it was yeah. on your list. Patty Chayefsky, though, the guy that wrote Network, like, I think... And you know what made me love it more? Is the fact that, like, the whole Mindhunter thing. Yeah. Like, that literally made me love it, like, a whole lot more. Like, when he was like, learn from this. Like, is this is fucking real life. Like, yeah. this shit fucking happens. Because, and I didn't even think about it. Like, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind. I'm trying to think. Like, we're not going to do an adapted screenplay podcast, but like, like no, say this no. year, for example. That's too much. If I look at, like, my favorite films list for this year, like, I already have my picks of what the best original and best adapted screenplays are. Because my favorite movie of the year, I decided to steal by a hair. Why are you giving it away? Because that's a whole other decade thing. Well, I'm going to just... All right, I'll say it this I way. I had to cut him I'll off. I'll say it this way. <laughs> my favorite original screenplay of the year this year so far was written by Quentin Tarantino, and the adapted was written by Steve Zalian. Cool. 
So now we have to pick. If you had no, folks. if you had to pick, no, we're doing the decade next. We're doing best That's, films of the decade. You next. just gave it away. No, I didn't. I just said we're next. Our next podcast is going to be the best films of the decade. But I was going to say if. I'm talking 2010 through 2019. We're going to do our favorite movies yeah, of those days. I understand that. But I'm just thinking off the but top I of my head, do. if you had to pick best, a couple of the best adapted screenplays, like adapted. screenplays that adapted books the best. Are you All right, so when you mean adapted, because I'm a Broadway whore as well, so you mean playbills as well? I would say book or novella. Um, okay. Mm, could I name one? I'm trying adapted. to say Yeah, it's an, like when I think of a few adapted, I think All the President's Men. I think fucking The Irishman was a great oh, adapted script. That's so tough. There's a, so I many, though. Really like every think. fucking Kubrick movie, who's my favorite director of all time, was based on either yeah. a novella or a book. Like yeah. Clockwork Orange was based on a book. Yeah, but have you ever 2001 read Clockwork was based on a book. Orange? I heard it's almost impossible to read. Right. But you've seen. But I mean, even I'm Eyes Wide Shut was based on a novella. Right. I'm not denying his work. At all, but I'm what I am, what I will deny is the adaptation he gives. He gives a whole nother light. That's why I he's love such it an because artist. he co writes it with either the writer and then puts his own twist on it. That's okay. why Stephen King had such a problem. So you're with more it. of, yeah, you're more of just a visual. Oh, I just love the director. That's why you person. didn't, that's why you didn't see Blade Runner on best original adaptive right. scripts because, yeah, because it's not sci fi is hard to. You don't love sci-fi for the script. You love it for the fucking, you know, the look and the sound and, yeah. I understand. I didn't understand that until Like, when you see my fucking best movies of the decade. Because I'm not a sci-fi There's a lot of uh, sci-fi and there's a lot of fucking... Everything is sci-fi with you. Like, Space Odyssey. Well, you know, like, I was raised on Blade Runner and, like, shit like that. Oh, my God. Babe, can you believe? I just realized we didn't, either of us... Didn't have a fucking David Lynch script I, on best oh original screenplays. I'm devastated. Mulholland Drive, I'm so Blue sorry. Velvet. Oh my god, David, I'm so Holy sorry. Holy shit! Say, oh my god, yo, do I have right to now. change my fucking list you real might quick? I have to, <gasps> David. Wow, you are a great friend of us. Like we've stated when we did our countdown, you know, I out of everything I love in life. But wait, at the same time, babe, let's save us. We don't Ugh. love Lynch for the writing. We love it love for Lynch. the style yes. and the look and all that. But, but you know what? As an honorable mentions, go I'm going to add Mahon Drive. Sam. That's your, that's your pick over Blue Velvet and everything? No. Oh, Mine's man. No. Be. You know what? I'd Mahon rather Drive. pick Mahon Drive over Blue Velvet. Absolutely. It's my favorite. Absolutely. It's my favorite Lynch book. Hands down. But I, I can't, can't believe we didn't that. even think of that. But you know what? It's like sci-fi. Like, right. like you don't love it for the story. You love it for the it's right. the bizarre it's nature. Those, of it. Yeah, you just if you, like Network and Fargo are just some of the most. If you brilliant are fighting ever. to make sense of something, then you can't watch it. And this was for and all, I've this learned was that of very all early too. So it's hard to fucking very early with David Lynch. Like I I wanted to put Sicario just because I think right. uh, Taylor Sheridan is. Such a good writer between... We love that. Sicario. We we like, oh, my God. I literally said perfect fuck? out loud. I haven't said that since There Will Be Blood. Oh, shit. But uh, Taylor Schott wrote fucking Sicario. He wrote Wind River. He wrote fucking uh, Hell or High Water. Like, mm-hmm. he's the best. The guy who played the fucking dickhead assistant sheriff in Sons of Anarchy just suddenly became the oh, best the goddamn screenwriter is, in the world. Won't the crew cut? Bl- 
Yeah, but it didn't even get his head I fucking think so. blown off but with a tire. He was the, he got ran the over, old guy's fucking yeah. partner. Yeah, yeah, He just yeah. suddenly became the best screenwriter in the world. He directed I fucking Wind River. forever ago. Oh my god. Like 10 years ago. The guy's amazing. He's a fucking genius. Yeah, he got his head popped off with a tire. He got ran over. But who would have thought, of all wow. people, this dickhead from Sons of Anarchy is one of the best... By the way, we've been watching the fucking Shield <laughs> like fucking crazy. Oh my god. But Jesus. neither of us can get sick of it. We're I just can't. so into it. We're, I we're love almost the done with season four. I love it. I don't know. It's just one of those series. And because you, know you can't remember become... the end, I can't wait to watch right, the rest right. of it. But the thing is, it's one of those series, and the only other series I'm like that with so far is ex- <laughs> David Lynch, my boy, Twin Peaks, and then fucking Too Old to Die Young. Too Old to Die Young was... You know he's doing like, another show for HBO. Shut your mouth. Huh? Shut your mouth. I forget what it's called, but he's doing another show for HBO. I'm dead inside right now. <laughs> if Refn I'm has dead. any... I'm dead. I'm so dead. If Re- Refn, anything he does, is beautiful. Is in Seth is trying to distract me. No, show them my dick for a second. Showing, it's not a big deal. <laughs> showing me his list for the, what is going to be the. Oh yeah, let's cover podcast. that up. Are you trying to like what close us out and shut everybody out right now? Cut is that pot out, big! Damn it! <sighs> shut everybody out. I think those were both really fucking strong lists, and we have Mike Knight. Of course, he came through with his. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had Super some fucking original. great ones too. Yeah, because Mike he made me always, think for a I always sh- make the mistake of showing Mike my list first because he purposely fucking picks shit that's not on it, yeah. which is smart. You but he always, show anybody each he always finds fucking great holes that I miss. Like, do the right thing. I was like, oh, what a great Don't fucking addition. And fucking, uh, what was the other big one? Deer Hunter. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, dude. Yeah, good once call. he said that, once I heard his fucking voice say Deer Hunter, I was like, oh, yeah, man. man. That was a great, Why? great fucking pick. You just reminded me of one of the best fucking orgasms of fucking eyes. Eyegasms. And I'm a girl. I'm a orgasms. And I'm a girl. Not a lot of females can take that movie. And you know me. I'm <sighs> like, you know fantastic. me. I'm super sensitive. I love that movie. But I do. There's just like weaknesses of just hardcore cinema that I can adapt. Like four oh years God. old seeing Full Metal Michael Jacket. Man. I didn't have Michael Mann Heat on there. That's one of my and favorite movies And that's the last time we saw Pacino and know, De Niro on screen together is and fucking that, heat. But again, Michael Mann is so stylish. I don't right. love his movies for the script necessarily. I love right. them for how they look. And he's always at the, the forefront violence. of making the digital shit look so right. good. But like Heat is just... I watched that like less than maybe a month ago. That that's fucking movie. That. Like on a work Who's night. I watched the whole goddamn thing. And I was just like, I fucking love this movie. So It's my favorite movie of the 90s. Mm. Fucking phenomenal. Well, yeah, that's the last time we got to see them together on screen. Dude, if Mike said that, too, I would have fucking threw my phone. Be like, Fuck! <laughs> but Do the Right Thing was a great fucking pick. Redeem That's one of the best originals. From your ever. Halloween. Your Halloween. Oh, yeah, Mike, she's not letting go of the Candyman shit. I'm not, Man shit. Like, not she, doing it. I love you, buddy. Yeah. So and, much. And I was telling her, I was like, dude, he's such a bit, way better critic than me. Like, fucking... Oh, I, no, I, just, I believe it. I believe that. And his lists are always so insightful and interesting. You don't like, but you fucking, don't like it. But Candyman does suck, dick. We hear you looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> and still, we say that around our household. Oh, I say it to her all the time. I run into Seth in the kitchen, and as he turns around, you looking like, for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> Hold it right there, kitty cat. Hold it. Two. It's literally one of the two in this house. You know what? You gotta say it. 
And the reason we played that at the beginning right. is we both had ones. the same Our number, number one, ones, guys. which is Chinatown. the Roman Polanski masterpiece, the best mystery film of all time, written by Robert Town, Chinatown, 1974. Mm-hmm. Woo! That is just the best script ever written. Is there, I mean, no. is anything else? Like, no. It's I've, just we I both watched had the it same twice the other day, like and back to she back. She legitimately watched it twice. I think a week ago when yeah. you were home from uh, your day off on Monday. Yep. And I was so happy you were watching, it, and that's where I w- got the idea to do this podcast. <sighs> and fuck, Chinatown. She's like, who comes up with that shit? <sighs> oh my god! And, and like, her in this movie. The man has water on the brain. <laughs> Oh my god! And Faye Dunaway, Big oh. Jack Nicholson, and I love John Huston. Fucking I everybody. Love her. Her I love Faye Dunaway. But the thing is, network. She no, we so showed you. Sexy in I showed Seth, Mummy Dearest. Oh, uh, the, the first day before our wedding life. party, we watched fucking uh, yeah, Mummy Dearest. Yep. But I love fucking seventies Faye Dunaway because oh. network. She was so but sexy. But that's still the same. But her is Joan Crawford, and she. I know. Fucking killed But it, when honey. I think of Faye Dunaway, I think of two of my favorite movies. I think of Chinatown. I'm still scared and of wire hangers for the rest of no my life. No wire hangers no. ever! <laughs> still, her cheekbones will cut me deep. I had never seen the movie, and I had called my mother Mommy Dearest before, and she was like, Don't call me that. That's, that's a scary movie. I was like, Okay. No, yeah, all right. right it's 21 to watch it. But yeah, fucking Chinatown, man. That's just that's such a special movie. Oh, yeah. Like, had you really Look seen it beginning to end before? Yeah. You had okay. Because yeah. I wasn't sure. Sometimes you say you have, but I just and I can't read you. It? Oh, but what? Sometimes what I I can't read that. Like, if you really had seen something beginning to end, because like sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, I've seen it. But like, fucking, you definitely. Uh, I'll let you know if I've seen something from beginning to end. I know. I'd be like, eh, I was falling asleep fucking a couple times. I know. So but maybe I should give it a try to. I've seen it since I was a kid. That's the thing. Within my top five all time movies, like that's how much I love it. From the old school credited intros to the fucking, oh. the music, the Jerry Goldsmith horns, and like, and we watched L.A. Confidential not too yeah. long ago. And I how was just much thinking did they of that copy? when you said the music. How much yeah. did they copy the music? When you and were all just saying shit. the horns and everything, the first thing in my mind was Which, L.A. Confidential. In L.A. Confidential, another yeah. brilliant original screenplay. That was a that yes. Was? Oh, no, I'm wrong. That was the James Elroy book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. What? That's right. But it did win an Oscar for screenplay. That's right. James Elroy has literally been around for fucking ever. I know. He's a crime fucking writing master. I didn't, but serious. I don't expect you to forget that. Thank God. (laughs) Curtis Hansen, the director of Eight Mile. Oh, won an Oscar shit. for adapting the script for <laughs> L.A. Confidential. but And Sorry. he directed the shit out of L.A. Confidential. Oh, yeah. And that's basically two and a half hours of talking and Russell Crowe throwing people out windows. <laughs> and it's still fucking just phenomenal. Inmates beat... I mean, cops beat up inmates and fucking... The old oh, Irish chief. Oh, my God, the sweaty, the sweaty chase that I remember oh, guy pants being Yes. In. And that like, shot in the elevator with the blood all over his face. I oh, always yeah. remember that. The one distinctive thing as a child from L.A. Confidential is guy pants a sweaty... The sweaty gun chase. <laughs> That's all I could remember. And all I could think of after I watched that was that ominous night owl cafe scene when you walk in, you just hear the fryers going and the oh turn, and it's so scary and ominous. And then all those fucked up bodies in the well, fucking bathroom. Well, because it's like viewed down, and then it's like yeah, it's boom. so well directed. It's yeah. just fan- fantastic. Yeah, that's a good watch. That's something you Apocalypse can watch. Apocalypse like, Now wasn't even an original script. That was based on Joseph Conrad's yeah, fucking Heart yeah. of Darkness. And I 
Oh, I so Coppola should Godfather's based on a book. Because Coppola usually is like that. That's the best adapted fucking conversation. You know what's original from him, though? The Conversation. Right. That's his best original screenplay by far. I love Francis. Oh, the Conversation love him. is the most slept on fucking... That's probably the second best mystery movie ever is The Conversation. I'm obsessed with I mean, with he's such... Movie. He's so underrated other than, like, what people know him from is, like, The Godfather. <laughs> And it's like... Oh, my God, but the conversation... Gene Hackman, John Cazale, oh Harrison Ford, Robert De Niro. I fuck, oh, my God. Harry Hall with his Ford. condom jacket. Yeah. I, I, I'm obsessed <laughs> with that movie. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that in a while. Have we watched any Love of the, the movie. new movies lately? We watched The Report, which was really We've good. We've watched new series, guys. We watched The Report last week. Remember? With fucking Adam Driver. Yeah, I was asleep on your lap. No, you weren't. You, might have... you watched. You were on the phone, but it was a good movie. Yeah, I didn't watch. I, I couldn't concentrate that well either, actually, to be honest. But yeah, it was so good. why even mention it? I... I'm trying to think of what else we watched that was new I lately. I fucking worked all day, and I was passed out, or I was just chatting it up. Yeah, we've been watching... Uh, we've been watching Castle series. Rock's been fucking really Castle good. Castle Rock has been Better than season one, for sure. Watchmen's gotten really good. I am very pleased with the two series I have in my life, other than Rick and Morty. That always pleases me. Rock, Rick and Morty's fantastic, always. Castle Rock and fucking Watchmen cannot the be past going two any weeks, better. Watchmen has gotten really good. And I don't really want to get good. too much into it, just in yeah, case. Yeah, because we're going to do a video with Russell on Watchmen. But, uh, um, yeah. But that one last week when I she took all now, the... But if I don't, Watchmen is literally life. She I took have... all the... What's the drug called? Uh... All the nostalgia. Nostalgia, good call. All the nostalgia that Adrian initially created. Because if you read the comic book, you'll see the billboards that say nostalgia. And his fucking pretty face. Fuzzy. Yep. But no, I'm a. That episode really turned me. Adam I mean, Adam. Adam Adam Morfield. No, we both are obsessed with that book. Oh, yeah. It's the best graphic novel ever written. But, and they don't I put mean, his name anywhere in the he fucking He doesn't credits. want it. But I get it. He I probably changed his fucking name at this oh, point. Oh, he probably is fucking on a desert island. But last oh, weekend's no. episode with the Hooded Justice fucking uh, Genesis. That really? That really did something for that me. That whole like, turnaround? Like, that really changed it. If you, and don't spoil it too much, if you've read it, I definitely suggest that you watch it. Watchmen is literally... More than just a graphic novel for people that aren't really can't it's get into one, comic Time books. Time Magazine is one of the best hundred novels of all time. But that's the thing. Novels. It's more than just it a graphic days novel. And it. I don't it's want, a novel. I don't want people to think that it's just like a comic no, book. No, it is shit. not a When comic it comes book. to Alan Moore, and my voice is changing. When it comes to Alan Moore, nothing is fucking... More unreal and un like unbrilliant like it is not, not he is a comic the greatest book. fucking writer to me like I've that's what made me fall in love Dude, the and I started killing straight joke? at watching Are you fucking Watchmen. kidding me I went right in and yeah the killing joke fucking and I'm sorry if you haven't read the originals of like I don't know um fucking. I'm trying, oh, even Black Freight or something small benign like that, but like from hell, things like that. Sin like those City. Those, sin- no, that's from, no, no, that's I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <gasps> I was thinking Killing Joke, that's all I could think of. All I could think of was Killing Joke when I think of Alan no. Moore after watching. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that fucking movie sucked. Do not base the book on that shitty fucking I never read piece the book because garbage. I didn't even see the movie or the book. Don't. But the book is awesome because if you know. I cannot believe it. It's if you, Sin City. If you read like that, like if you know your major characters of like fictional characters like Adrian, like, um, oh my god. Uh, like. 
Dracula, like, certain characters from, like, Brimstroke or Mary Shelley, like, fucking Oscar Wilde, like, things like that, then you'll love League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because... I'll have to read it. Yeah. But Killing Joke is so special to me. That's why when we were talking about the Joker, I said the Joker is Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, and the book The Killing Joke oh, yeah. in one. That's that's how Have I describe the joke. Have you read Oscar Wilde? I'm very curious. No. Back of my mind. Dorian Gray? Nothing? No. <gasps> Dracula? Dracula! <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. No originals, nothing, no... No, I have to fucking brush up you have and to make like sure really, I have all my... Uh, and, even though I don't have an iPad anymore, I can't even fucking read epo- uh, super, comics like that. I was like, a super late learner when it came to reading. And the first... I tell you this all the time. The first book, like, hardcore that was, like, a novel that I ever read was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Honestly... And I don't know how I, the I can't fuck even lie. I did it. It took me fucking did days to read Watchmen. Like because it's long oh, and it's yeah. so it dense. Like, it took much. me days to read that. That shit's heavy. That ain't no fucking comic. Because book. there's it stories took me within days stories to read. And then there's stories and top of stories and top of stories and top of stories. Because you have to think Minutemen, Watchmen, Black Freighters peaked into that. There's so many other stories. I can't even remember. Is the whole stories. Black Freighter story actually in the book? In Watchmen? Yeah. No, it's what the. He's what kids read. What the kid is reading at the newspaper stand. Yeah. But then they cut to it, and yeah. then it's like built but like a not comic as much book. as in the ultimate no, no, no. movie. There is yeah. not because we see the whole that. thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole. It's I gotta reread it like again a, just because regular I, comic book. The reason I said fucking uh, Sin City, by the way, is because when I think of best graphic novels, it's all Frank I Miller and Alan right. Moore. Because I'm such a oh, yeah. mass of Alan Moore, um, Alan Moore and Frank Miller fan. Because The Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller. Is one of my favorite books oh, yeah. ever. Frank Miller is a god in my eyes. Sin City. Along fucking Daredevil Born Again. Guys. Oh, they're by far my favorite. But the guys. beauty of Frank Miller is his illustrations are like nothing on this planet. Yeah. They they're are so like over the artist. top, like just everyone's wide shouldered, big fucking. But just jack. the blackout, the white background. No, Sin City brought it to a new level. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean. Yeah. The black and white really brought his any, style to a Like, level. if you go to any Comic-Con or any, like, get originals, like, you'll see other adaptations he has on drawings, and they're unbelievable. No, he's amazing. But just his style. And I don't even like it's his so Batman original. that much, but I like... I, my favorite looking Batman is... What is it? Dave Gibbons from Killing Joke? Yeah. That's yep. my favorite looking Batman. That's the one, yeah. like, my dad painted Dave's on my awesome. wall. That's my favorite... Look. Dave will be on the, the credits when you Killing watch Joe the show. Is my favorite. Which fucking, was what my, probably my favorite comic book art ever. Is the what my understanding was that he was the one that ran away at first, and they made little jokes within. Like I if think you, you might through, be mixing it up with Alan Moore, babe. Really? Because he really disappeared. Yeah. And Dave Gibbons always kind of stuck around to be the consulting producer, like on the show and the movie. Yeah, yeah. The but how flawless. fucked up is that? That is all he did was the art, and he's getting all the credit. Yeah, and Alan won't, don't want no peace. He don't want. No I mean, peace. I know he's got money, but I mean, fucking whatever. Yeah, we get it. But we're gonna this do. We Bella. should really try and do this for forty-five minutes, even once a week, just because we can sit in our bed in our fucking apartment <laughs> and just talk about whatever we want. And we're absolutely the next episode doing. We can uh, do this without our best too. movies. It's called a communication. Uh, 
our best films of the decade. So the best films from 2010 to 2019. Yes. And this thought was made up from Michael. Was this came from This was Mike, Mike's right? idea, yeah. Yeah, this came, this inspiration came from Mike. So I'm so glad that he actually suggested this because it's such a hard thought. Yeah, I, I just so had my first draft and it's research. hard, man. I'm losing my voice. No, it takes so much research to really like, dude, a whole fucking decade. Yeah. And it's like, and then you gotta look up and make sure that it was made in that decade. You're like, oh my god, I love that movie. When was that? I know. And then you're not sure, but I'm pretty sure we have it narrowed down, and we both have the same number one. But if you still want, I can tweaking. send you my fucking because we don't want to have my a, top ten for like the past ten years. No, yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. No, we like already have all made. Of them. Like fucking, you have a lot to oh, choose. Oh, you have from. like. I have oh, it going yeah. back to like two thousand ten. I choose from your list. I can. Well, think I have own. all the good movies of each year, basically. <laughs> I can think. Instead of you myself. googling best movie of two thousand eleven, <laughs> best movie of I can give you. Some no, no, fucking... no. I'm done googling. I have my list, but it's the order that yeah, I want to rethink. Really hard, is like, I was doing a rough draft today, and it's really. I mean, hard. my number one is always still gonna be my number one, but the runner. My, we one, have the same number one on that. Yeah, yeah. My run is up is still difficult to determine. I got you know? 25 right now, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to Damn, that. That's fucking insane. There's a now. lot of great films That's, in the past decade. Yeah, I know, but 20 motherfucking five, our picks are 10. I had to cut a shitload off just to get 25. <laughs> I might have to read 25. Make how many you want. It'll still be in order. I'll, let's, I'll fucking just chat away, as usual. No. And then I'm, he'll I'm, rant I'm, about each movie. I'm not gonna fucking say much next the time. Whole just because you said 15, that. The whole extra fifteen, the whole extra fifteen movies gonna say he decided to fucking come podcast, up with I'm just on a whim. Fucking chime in once in a while and be like, "Take it away." <laughs> hey, hey guys. Hey, I think me. uh, I like the uh. No, I'll just pause and be like, "It's me, no, Angelina." But I like the uh. <laughs> I think that uh. Hey, hey guys. Oh gee, oh gee, Willikers. Tapping that way. Ooh wee! <laughs> I'll have to have a buzzer. All right, so we have another clip from our number one, and then we're going to play Mike's one. list of a uh, oh, yeah. bunch of good movies. I'm and like fucking see you guys next week, motherfuckers. <laughs> see you later. Bye. How much are you worth? I have no idea. How much do you want? No, I just want to know what you're worth. Over 10 million? Oh, my, yes. Why are you doing it? How much better can you eat? What can you buy that you can't already afford? The future, Mr. Gitz. The future. Hey guys, it's Mike. I got a couple favorite screenplays that I just wrote down off the top of my head. The Master, Do the Right Thing, Little Miss Sunshine, Grand Budapest Hotel, Hannah and Her Sisters, Inside Out, Back to the Future, which is my sleeper pick, Deer Hunter, Pan's Labyrinth, Amorius Peros, and I have a serious man and Botten Fink. That's what I could put together in the last 20 minutes off the top of my head. Style and grace. Bye.